Hello all, welcome to Ladies, Gals, Bitches, and Queens. Hello all, we are recording on Halloween. For everyone that's into Halloween, I know some people aren't, but today we'll be talking about some fun topics um, about our own experiences and some pretty out there topics that are going on in the world right now. Um, So, Olo. Taking over. All right, y'all. Well, once again, I want to remind you guys to, to subscribe to us to wherever you're listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ladies, Gals, Bitches, and Queens. We're also available on Twitter at LGB Queens. You can email us if you have any questions or comments, anything you want to say to us. We always down to listen to our listeners as well at LGBQueens at gmail.com. And Let's get this episode started. On this ghostly, ghouly day. <laughs> I guess we should talk about our own experiences with Halloween. Like, what's your craziest Halloween, Queen? Okay, so I've had a lot of wild Halloweens. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I feel like the years now, I feel like people don't do as much as I used to do. Mm-hmm. Or me and my friends used to do when we were younger. Um, I would say the craziest Halloween I had was, let me first start it off. Okay, so usually Halloween um, in Illinois, it's chilly, it's cold outside, it's always cold. Mm-hmm. So this was like many years ago. Um, me and my friends, we were like, okay, we planned out this whole day of what we're going to do. So it was Halloween party. This is when I was way younger. Halloween party, so we all get on the train. Yes, I know some people would be like, the, the train. <laughs> right, like they're like the train. People get on the train. Yeah, in Chicago, it's very known to be on the L, the train. So we all, you know, was like, okay, after we um, get out of school, we're going to go and get on the train and go um, to a Halloween party. So we did that. I met up with some more friends that I had. So it was like three of my friends that were coming with me, and there was more friends um, that were meeting us by the party. So it was probably about like six or eight of, eight of us, girls, all girls. So, yeah, we go to the party. We're all dressed up in like, you know, skanky, slutty shit. You know how. Yeah, to be a slut bag back in the day was the thing. Right, like you had to be really I slutty. I just be a nurse. I had to be a slutty nurse. Right. I think <laughs> I was like a slutty maid or something like that. So one of my friends was like, I was a maid. One of my friends was a bunny. Um, I think two of them were a bunny. Playboy bunny was a Right. Color. Yeah, it was like a Playboy bunny, and then like some people were like devils, you know, just a little, you know, usual slutty shit that um girls will wear. So we went to the party. The party was crazy. Um, it it ended up getting like shut down at like two a.m. Like the police came. It was like okay, everybody clear. Was out. it a house party? Or was it at the club? Or what? No, it wasn't like a club. It was like a um. I don't know what to call it. It was just like a event space. Oh okay. But it wasn't like it wasn't a hall. It wasn't um. It was just an event space, like a space that people were like, empty, right, it wasn't anyone's was house. Yeah, so everybody kind of like, I think the people that hosted the party, they brought like snacks and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had the DJ and everything. So back then, social media, I would say, wasn't as popping. It was so, emerging. Right, so people weren't like posting it on social media. Right. It was like word of mouth. Like you had to know the people. Like everybody kind of knew. So when we went to the party, first... My um friend's older sister, she was going to a party. People back in the that's all, I'll cut you off. Back in Chicago around Halloween time, people just see you walk down the street with your costume and invite you over to a party. Right, that's, that's what kind of right. It kind of happened like that. So they ended up going to a party. That party was a bus. So they texted us or called us. It was like, okay, where are you guys at? So they met up with us and we like had fun. So afterwards, the party ended at two a.m. and we were like, okay, where are we gonna go? Let me backtrack and tell you guys this. So this is when I was a teenager. 
So I had lied to my dad and told him that I was going to my friend's house. And my friend had lied and said she was coming to my house. Oh, snap. So That's our parents cool. didn't check with each other because we had known each other for like 10 years. So usually we wouldn't lie. Usually we'll tell the truth. So this one night we lied. The parents didn't check. They just, they thought that we were really where we said we were. So it's 2 a.m. And we, everyone, we didn't think this far ahead of, okay, the parties are over. Where do we go now? We can't go back to either of each other's houses because they go, like, I thought you was at your house. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so it would be that. So we end up doing was one of my friends. She had, she always dated like a lot of like prominent, um, I would say athletes. So one of these athletes, she was a little older than me. So she was of legal age. I think when no I, laws here, right. When I went, when, when we had went to the party, I was like 17 and she was probably like 19, 20 years old. So, she had um this baseball player that she was dating from the Cubs. So she had like a key to his house and everything. So she was like, okay, let me call him, let him know that we're going to stay at his house. This That's World Series winners. Cubs. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> Cubs, but yes, yes. World Series winner, Cubs, North yes. Side of Chicago Cubs. Right. So he had a house downtown. It's like downtown Lakeview area. And she had the keys to his house. So we go in his house. Uh, this man had a huge mansion. Wow. Huge. It you was baseball players get paid the best. They do. Huge mansion. So she was telling us, like, okay, we're gonna come here and sleep here, but we cannot be crazy. Of course we didn't listen to any of that. So it was us there. So it was like, okay, let's invite some guys over. Of course we invite guys over, right? One of our friends started panicking because she was in a relationship. She's like, I just don't really want to do this. I don't want to invite I'm like, we're not even about to do anything. We're just inviting some guys over, just, you know, playing, have fun and stuff like that. So we stayed over there. We stayed over his house, uh, the baseball player's house. Wake up in the morning time at like 9 a.m. with Halloween costumes still on. Go to my friend's house because her mom has been calling her all night. Dun, 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 dun. Right, it was really bad. So when she's like, I got to go home, I got to go home. And I'm like, okay, where am I going to go? She's like, just come with me. I'm, I'm already in trouble because my mom has been calling me. So we go there. My dad had called her mother and was like, oh, I couldn't get a hold of her. Have you? Where is she? Called her mother, got us all in trouble. So she gets in trouble, right? Me, my dad was a little bit more cooler. So I got in trouble, but I got in trouble maybe for like a day or two. But she got in trouble for like, she was on punishment for like weeks. I got in trouble for a couple of days. My dad was like, why you just didn't tell the truth? Why did you lie? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought you wouldn't have been okay with it. But he's like, you were 17. Like, it's not much I could really do. He's like, I don't, I didn't mind you going. Mm-hmm. So I was in trouble for like two days. He was like, you know, you got to stay in the house. And, right. You know, make Something it seem, has to be done. Right, make it seem like he was really putting the pressure on me because like my friend got in trouble. Right. Huh. Right. So he's like, come home. He didn't even pick me up. <laughs> that's how, that's like, that's, no, he did pick us up. He did. He came oh, wow. and picked us up because it was my friend that she never spent the night out because her her dad was really really strict like he, he he's like a foreigner from a different country Ooh, very very strict. strict and it like he didn't he already did, really didn't like black people let's just oh, like no. yeah. was he brown no he wasn't brown but i don't feel like he didn't like black people i feel like her family like his family didn't oh. so he kind of you know kind of swayed with them a little bit so yeah. it was already enough that he was out with a black she was already out with a black girl then she didn't come home tonight so we didn't tell right, we didn't tell her no, we didn't tell her dad. Her dad didn't wasn't looped in because she hadn't known us for 10 years. You know, they didn't have the phone numbers. So she's dropping, she's dropping, like my dad's dropping her off. 
And he, she's like, okay, don't drop me off right in front of my house. Just drop me off, like, you know, down the street or whatever like that. He was like, oh, my dad was cool. So he was like, oh, you know, I could go tell your dad, you know, you stayed at our house. If it makes it better, I don't want you to be in trouble. Right. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's saying oh, no, no because she's. the Negro ain't coming at the door. Right. She's like, don't bring your black ass to my house. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because I'm already not supposed to be around any males, no matter if it's the father or anything. So we lied and said she was staying with, uh, obviously, my mom. Mm-hmm. We didn't say anything about that. So she gets home. She's not in trouble, but everybody else is in trouble. But I feel like that was the craziest night because I feel like at such a pretty young age that I got to stay at this huge mansion. Mm-hmm. We did, like, all this crazy fun stuff. Um, it was hilarious. And every Halloween was like this for me. Like, I felt like every Halloween yeah, was like, so, like right, I like look that. forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I'm older. I'm not as much as I used to because we couldn't go to clubs. Right. Like when you were a teenager, you really couldn't go to clubs. Like house parties need to be lit. They need a spot. Right, especially back in those days because we really didn't have social media. But what would you say your craziest Halloween story is? Yeah, yeah. I was homeless <laughs> for a night, bro, on Halloween. You was home, girl. That's the what? worst thing to be because you know Halloween, you already dressed kind of slutty, and you homeless for a night. Girl, so, was just sleeping on the streets. Girl, we was sleeping at McDonald's like some bums. Let oh, my God, I remember this night, uh, yeah. Okay, so it was Halloween night, and I was in college at the time, and I had this good friend of mine, and we were really close, and he invited me to this really, like, this house party in Boys Town. In Chicago, you know what that's at. That's, like, near, like, the Belmont area, up, up north. And so I, at the time, my home was in the suburbs. So, like, I, I lived in college, but my college was, you know, in the burbs. It wasn't in the city. So I had came by train to hang out with him. So we hanging out. We were supposed to go back to his house. But this is where the, the problem came in. Where's the problem, problem, problem? We couldn't go to his house because his boyfriend locked us out. For some reason, his boyfriend did not like us. And we don't know why. He just didn't like us. He didn't like us being around. He didn't want us to come to his house. He had to try to sneak us in. Maybe he thought you guys were sluts. That's why. We don't want him. You, you don't even like girls. I'm gonna say make you maybe you guys were making his he boyfriend be a slut. Hater. I don't know what's wrong with him. He was a little older. It kind of crazy, but anyway, the relationship was kind of toxic. But oh, yeah. Toxicity. So he locked us out of the house, so we had nowhere to go. So we was at McDonald's, fucking trying to figure out where the fuck we about to go. We gone to sleep on the goddamn street. Oh shit! The the house party we were supposed to go to was canceled, so we couldn't even go there. Oh my! Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I said in Chicago. You could just be walking down the street in your costume. People invite you places. So I guess we was in McDonald's or whatever. We started walking around Boys Town. Because it's just fun. Boys Town is extra lit on Halloween. Because you know, all the, the gays around, they're dressed in their best Halloween shit. You know, they bring out all the stops. Yeah. And so all of like, the young people, too, at the time. So we walking down the street. We get invited to this damn Halloween party. Uh-huh. So we over there. We having a good time. We drinking and shit. You know, you're not even supposed to drink. Because I don't think none of us was 21 yet. <laughs> So we was drinking and shit, having a good ass time. We ended up finding a home, y'all. We found that fucking floor at that party. We slept at this party of people that we barely know. Cause we was like, we can't be homeless, bro. We can't be out here in the street. Back I the thought street. we no, I remember us staying up at McDonald's and then going to the house at like 7 a.m. and then we slept there. Uh-uh. We slept at somebody else's party on the floor. I don't remember that. Yeah, we woke up real early in the morning. I remember because my boyfriend at the time was calling me. Trying to figure out where I was. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to my uh, dorm room, right? Because we couldn't go to his house. Oh, I remember something totally different. But this is your story. If yeah. that's what you remember, that's what you remember. That's what I remember, girl. That's what I recollect. <laughs> and it was just crazy. Because, like, can you imagine being homeless for a night and not knowing where you're going to sleep? 
And I don't know why he didn't go back to his mom's house, but it is what it That's is. That's what I thought too. I was like, why didn't we do that? Like we really didn't even think about that. Girl, we should have went we should have went to We just uh, didn't want the night to end. We wanted to do something. We wanted to have fun, I guess. And it was like we didn't want his boyfriend to put a damper on that. So we were like, we're going to go and find a party. We're going to find something to do. Right. Because we're already out. I'm already far as hell away from home. I mean, it'll be cool. I mean, nobody got raped. So it was great. Yes. But I don't know <laughs> why we just didn't think like, okay, let's just, you know, ditch the whole thing. Because literally it was a huge waste of time just sitting at McDonald's doing nothing. I, I think we hungry. ordered. I think that was the only McDonald's. I, I remember something vaguely. We was in some type of dark room. I don't know. Where the hell is yeah, it was like yeah, it was like a uh, it looked like a schoolroom or something. I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because we, that's where we had went first before we went to McDonald's because we didn't know where to go because right. that's what a party was supposed to be. So ended up not being there, and we waited in McDonald's, and then like McDonald's, that was like the only McDonald's that stayed open 24 hours. Yeah, Boys Town, yeah, it was one. Of them. That was the only one, so we had to order like some fries like or something. Like the lobby was open. Right, right, and we broke college kids, so we ain't balling, y'all. We right, know. so we like, I think we like bought like some fries or something, so mm-hmm. we could stay in there because they were like, you can't stay here if you're not buying anything, yeah. you know. Chicago, they really big on keeping homeless people out of spaces. They criminalize the homeless all the time in Chicago. Well, we not gonna get into that, but yeah, it was sort of like that. Yeah, so we was just trying to find something to do, and then. I remember because, like, we went over there to his boyfriend's house. He was, like, so pissed. If we did go over there, that would have been after that party. We yeah, I'm saying in the morning. When we went in the morning, he was we pissed. if we did go there, it must have been after that party, and then he was pissed. And he was always, like, pissed and mad at us and, like, never liked us. And I don't know why my friend at the time didn't understand why. It is what it is. It's over. We lived through it. But, yeah, that was a funny night because it was seriously, like, why are we sitting here, like, if thinking back in retrospect, like if we would, if we know what we yeah, know now, right, we would have planned like two or three things instead of like that one party. Like that one party was the end all be all, which right. was unusual because we usually had like a couple places that we could have went, but this year we just was like, oh, this is gonna be the best one. Yeah, because it was like me, you, him. Yeah. And somebody got to know something around that's happening at least. Yeah, we all just knew Maybe that one. Maybe you and him, because I never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never know anything. Let me keep it real. <laughs> and I can't believe I didn't know the. I know the I party. Said, you ain't got a spot. You always got a spot. That day you didn't have a spot. I really didn't. I was like, I don't know. I didn't know anything that was going on. But that's our craziest Halloween stories. How about you guys yeah, tell us? Up. Yes, tell us. Go on our Instagram. Go on our Twitter. You know, come in contact with us. Let us know. Go on our fan base. Yeah, on our fan base, girl. Let me tell you, we're gonna talk about fan base today because I went on yesterday and I went to this chat room. We're gonna talk about that. Coming up next. Yes, please go on there and tell us what your craziest Halloween, even if it's like a spooky story or like if you went to a crazy ass haunted house, we're not even gonna talk about that. What y'all do this Halloween? Let us know. Right. What do you got? Yeah. Um. Even if it's something like that, if it's not um, like a sexy thing or going to a parties, but something that's spooky or crazy that happened or your parents, you know, kind of freaked you out. About the haunted houses we used to go to. Don't ever go to the haunted house high. (laughs) Just that's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we went high once. It was crazy. Don't do that. That's younger, the best way to go. Yeah, the younger me. Y- many years ago, decade ago. Just yeah. don't do not do that ever again. Wow, back, y'all. Oh, but what I will say, it, it's fun. We're looking forward to having a fun Halloween today. Um, Something else that we wanted to talk about is kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, that's kind of like, so like, I'm on my, you know, I love my social media. So I'm on my Instagram, scrolling down, looking at my huge. And I come across this video, and it's of this girl. I think it was on Millennium Wives or something. It was one of those, like, popular sites that show that show repost or whatever. So this girl, she talks about how she meets her husband, and she shows it in video form. And she meets him. He's homeless. I guess he's on the street. She takes him off the street. She 
feeds him. She gives him a place to live. She nurtures him. She buys him a, his first car, gets him a job. All it was an infinity. It was an infinity. Girl, that was a good first car. And got him his first job. And now they're married. They have their kid. And like she said, I made him a husband. I molded him. So my question is, because I hear this all the time. People are always talking about like, do you want to meet people where they're at? Or are you are you willing to build somebody? Or you're like, I got, you have to be already with, you have to be already at a state. I, I don't want to build not a goddamn nickel. Really? No. I don't want No, I don't want a project, nigga. I got plenty of those. I don't want to have to raise my husband, raise my children. Okay, that's just too fucking much. When I seen the story, I was like, that's her fucking son. Oh. That is not her husband. That that like, come on. If a bitch got to do that much for you, like, can you live? I was like, okay, if you're going to do all that fam, why you got to put it on social media and, and Call him out for it. Why you can't do that shit? Maybe, maybe, no, maybe, maybe he was okay with it. Maybe he was like, you should, we, let's make a post about like how you really, right, like how you really like say, like it might have been some shit like it that. Was, he probably, he probably really wanted to do it. Like, I really want, because I want to show you, I appreciate, yeah, like shit like that. Yeah, it was definitely, la di da that sounds cool, but fuck no. It was definitely giving me two could play that game vibe. You remember the character, Regina, was it Wednesday? Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And she played Wendy something, I forgot her last name. She played a character, and Bobby Bobby Brown was her boyfriend, and she built him up. She got his teeth fixed, all that. He yeah. still dumped her ass, and then he came back and gave her a ring and proposed to her. Exactly. It's kind of like going to be that. Like, if he ever leaves her, then it's like an obligation. Like, right. did he marry her because he really loves her, or does he feel like it's an obligation underneath right. it all? Right, like, is it my token of appreciation to you? Because I can't give you much back. Right. so much. Right. That's I want to give you your happy ending, quote, unquote. Exactly. Man, what if he's really not happy in a relationship, and then he ends up leaving her, and then she's like I fucking built you, nigga. I made you. A, right. Yeah. But you don't make nobody though. But the, I feel like I j I'm just not with the build the nigga shit anymore because that was cool when you know you're younger. I feel like um, is it Tamara? She did similar. She met her husband. Similar. He wasn't homeless, but he was like I was broke as hell. Tia. Or Tamara. Tia. Tia. Tia is with the black cousin. Right. Right. Exactly. Not Tamara. Right. Tia from so, Chicago. Right, so she had met him in California. She was coming from like something. They met at an audition. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't. Um, she seen him at audition. They didn't meet there. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying it's right. He's she met him on the street because she said she had waved him like, oh, I just seen you at the audition. Right, and she had got cast for the role. She was making money. He was broke as hell. He's like, she didn't know I was broke. Like, I was at the motherfucking bus stop. I had lied and said, I think he laughed and his car was broke down or something. Yeah. So she wouldn't think that he was broke. He said, when he, they had went on a date or something, uh -huh. he had spent his last money to take this bitch out on a date. I was like, now a dude like that that's just broke and got potential. Yes, I, 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 I commend her for that. I'm not doing that any longer. <laughs> but I commend her for that. For me, I'm I'm gonna have to build. I'm I'm gonna need a nigga to build me. I'm gonna right. need because I'm not building no niggas because I feel like it's a respect thing. Mm -hmm. Women don't respect men that they have to build. Generally, we ain't not even generally. This is a hundred percent true. I don't care what no bitch say in her mind. She don't respect them. Secondly, I feel like a woman respects a man that can help build her up. It's a respect thing. It's the way he's gonna. She's gonna talk to you. She's not gonna curse you out. Like she is. She's gonna handle you a little bit more differently because you helped. You know, kind of. You know, move her up a little bit. If she has to do that with you. She gonna like nigga. I could do this shit without your ass. Like I, I don't need you for shit. And you don't want to be with a bitch that feel like she don't need you for shit. Because women, women like that. 
they will I'm telling you they're gonna drag your ass through the mud. My thing they gonna though. talk shit to you. They gonna give your ass hell because they know that they can because you really they need you in some type of way. A man that does not need you, a man that is successful on his own, has his own job, has his own car, has his own home, has a shit going for himself. What you you can't tell his ass shit? What you gonna tell him? I'ma leave you. Okay, there's plenty of bitches that's right behind you that's looking for me because I'm a good man to have my shit together. It's a rarity, so it's 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 you have to treat those men differently. It's the same thing with the woman. If it's a woman that have a car, a house, education, she got all her shit together. A nigga that come off the street and ain't own shit, and he can't talk to her a certain type of way he can talk to a hood rat. Because the, what you gonna say, Amelie? Oh, oh, nigga, it's plenty of them waiting out here for me because I'm a rarity. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like for me, I'm looking for a man that is helping to build me up. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a man that I gotta help build up. That's too much fucking energy. I have children. Too much energy. I'm pouring into my children. I'm not pouring into no man like that. This no. That's my thing, though, uh, Queen. This is my issue. So I am with. I'm okay. I like her story. It's very inspirational to me. To meet somebody at their lowest and to build them up. I feel like that's something wonderful behind that. And I think that person... In Dr. Seuss stories. Yeah, you're right. Let me be real. Like, it's... You're, I feel like as a person, you're never complete. You're never going to have everything you need. Like those people you named who had the cars, the houses, the money, they still was missing something. That's why they went looking for somebody. Something. Very much something. Just one thing. Okay. Not all of the shit. Because it's rarely ever one thing. Even though you on the outside, that's, you know, and we're going to get into that with Andre Girl, 3, that's 000. everything. When we get to the Andre 3000 store, we're going to get into that That's everything. Though. She no. had to, re- that's to rebuild his whole there fucking life things, and his inside. There are things that are financially valuable and there are things that are intrinsically valuable. Love is one of those things that are intrinsically Yeah, yeah, valuable. yeah, yeah, in the bullshit world. That's fucking lies. This is cap. Cap. Not cap. It's real, bro. Straight cap. I would be with somebody if I have to, you know, stay with them, help them, build them up. I feel cap. like if you guys help build each other up, there's going to be a... No, she a it was no each other. It was her building, making a nigga. She was out here with Legos and shit, my nigga. She was out here carving this nigga in clay. But this is the thing, though. Yeah, she carved him in clay financially, but this man still has no, the spirit and soul. That shit has to be picked up, too, my nigga. That shit comes in hand when a nigga ain't got his shit together. That spirit oh, okay. and soul was broken. If a nigga was homeless, his spirit and soul was broken. That bitch, that bitch had to, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And I'll commend well, her. Lazy, she deserves her flower. I'm a lazy bitch. He's not the partner for you. Lazy. You're, you're lazy bitch. And let me tell you, and even if you're a woman, you're chasing... What Bruno Mars say? So I, I don't feel like doing anything. That's me, mama. That's me. My thing is, though, like, you should work together to build an empire together. No matter what that is. I ain't saying I got to be Jay-Z, Beyonce level. No matter what that is to you, work together to do that. I feel like that's what's going to equate to mutual respect. And I don't think because that too. if you're out here chasing a man who has it already, like you say, he can just move along, push you along, and right. a woman can do the same thing if she's in the same space, move along, push along. That's the problem. People don't want to mutually work together. I hear so I was just on fan base. So we talk about fan base. So I think that's good. Now I, I agree with that. I just don't think building a nigga alone where you pouring all this shit well, into him, he, he can't say, pour. He didn't say what he did for her. You know? so. What I'm saying is this I'm cool with that. I'm this is I'm doing 60-40 out in this bitch. I'm doing the 40%. I'm not doing no 50-50 shit with no nigga. And I ain't doing no motherfucking 70-30. No, nigga, I'm doing 40 your ass doing 60. You're gonna have to make some shit go. Bringing it back to uh, fan base. So I was on fan base and people were talking about that. Like one girl that I was talking to in the chat room on fan base, she said like, 
oh, I don't, th I don't think I'm ready to be in a relationship. I don't, you know, I don't think I'm just ready for that. She said, I want to work on myself. I want to make sure I'm good. I want to make sure that I know who I am right. before I put myself into the relationship. And what I said to her, this is my response. And there was a few other people that agree with me. And there was some people that disagree with me. But my response was like, as a person, you're always developing. You're always changing. You're never going to be your perfect self. So right. you'll be waiting up forever to be this perfect, perfect yeah. model that you think you have to present to a partner. A partner right. is supposed to help lift you and move you forward towards becoming your better self. So, and you're supposed to do the same thing for them. Right. So, I think the problem that a lot of millennials have, and that's why millennials are getting married at 30, the average woman has her first kid at 31 now, because they keep thinking they have to reach this level of perfection that does not exist for nobody. Right. We're all, a partnership is just that. It's a partnership. Yeah, so, I, I get that, and I get I get both. working on you. So, you might as well get you a relationship, and y'all work together on you, and you can mold yourself to be good together. No, I, I get that. I get that. I get the part of like doing like I get both of you guys' point of view because I get her point of view. Like she has to know herself in some way. I think it's, it's how much you want to know. I think I mean like this. Um, she's probably saying in a way like I want to know myself enough where I can do away with my immature ways because sometimes people don't know themselves and they just thought. and they kind of you know go along to get along. So they be in relationships because. Oh, you know what? This is what I'm supposed to do versus really knowing themselves and what they really value. I think it's when people say that in some way, that's how when I say that, like, oh, I need to get to know myself a little bit more. I'm meaning in a way of I need to figure out what is valuable to me and what how I can right and what I and how I can stand on that mm -hmm. and not just go along to get along. Um, I feel like each person should do that. Figure out what you value. Um and like you said, you will always be, you changing. know, moving. And, and, and still recognize those values change. They evolve. You right. Know, like one day I value But be able to recognize that. Right. Be able to recognize your change. Be able to think on yourself reflectively. Right. Internally think about your, be metacognitive about yourself. Yeah. And I think, and I think that some people, um, when they get in relationships younger, they don't think about that. They don't yeah, think about, know, oh yeah, I need to, I need to stand on what I believe in. No, they don't do that. They just kind of like, oh, well, I'll just... I'll just go with the flow. Yeah, they go with the flow. Shit don't work when it's something that you really value and the other person doesn't value that. Like you get married to somebody and they're like, oh, I don't want to have kids. You're like, oh, me neither right now. And then you're like, maybe you'll change your mind in the future. And that person you, Because you thinking in your head, you're going to change your mind. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Um, But I do think people are ever changing. I think everyone is always evolving. And I do think, you know, having a relationship, a partnership where people are doing a certain amount of work, I feel like everyone should do work. Mm -hmm. Um. But building a nigga, no, I'm not with that shit. That shit is trash. That's a lot of fucking energy. That bitch is drained. I'm like, damn, and you got kids by this nigga. Like, you, you just out here, just out here working for everybody, bitch. You, you need to get paid more, cause right. like, oh, this got to be a service or something. You need to come up with a company or something because <laughs> you was doing a lot of fucking work, bitch. Like, you work for that man, like, right. bitch. You put in your shit, like. If a bitch ever come along and take your nigga, damn, and she put no work in, you gonna be mad. She did she wrong. Like that bitch on what's that Tyler Perry movie when a uh, old girl got married to the dude and then he divorced her because his company won't work out. What's that shit? Acrimony. Girl, yes. I'm, I'm just like, sorry, um, I'm just saying like it. She worked for him, so she deserves what she got because mm -hmm. she worked for him. And the mess you hold that ain't working for him, you might not deserve. You ain't gonna get what you deserve. That's all I'm saying. 
I don't know about all that. You don't get what you deserve, baby. I think yeah. that everybody. I think a man should work for you. I don't believe that a woman should work should, for each other. Uh, like I said, I believe a man should work for you because he'll show value. He'll value you. Women okay, are a little Harvey. bit right. Uh, <laughs> women are a little bit more compassionate. So men put their value in things that they work for. That's why they are breadwinners. That's why they are. You know, they, they like to provide. No, they like to provide because they that represents something to them that puts value on them. If they don't have to work for you, that they, they don't really put value on you because they're saying, "Oh, I didn't have to work for that." Came easy. Women are a little bit different. We're a little bit more emotionally connected. We don't have to work for something for it to have value for us. So that's the only thing I would say. We just need an emotional connection. It's just that have sentiment. Right, man needs to have a little bit more of like. A connection of what they've done for you or did with you. So, but yeah, um, the other topic that we're introducing today. Did you? Oh wait, did you see that um interview with Andre Two Thousand? This was what's introduced. Oh okay, yeah, talk about that. Okay, so Andre Two Thousand, um, if it's millennials, that, right? If it's millennials that are listening, you probably don't know who that is. Oh damn! But we're gonna we're gonna need you to go Google. Okay, um, some Generation Zers. We're going to need you to go Google. Get on your little thing called Google. Okay. Kanye had just had a little song with him. Too. Right. It's Andre 3000. Okay. If you need us to spell it, just go right go right on our Instagram and we'll show you how to spell it. Okay. Okay. All right. So Andre 3000, he was, you know, really big. Outcast is his group. Big boy and him were. Right. Big boy and him were in the group. Um, they were very popular late. Um, I would say late mm-hmm. 90s to late 90s. To the early two thousands, um, I feel like Outkast kind of faded out of mainstream. What in maybe twenty tens, right? Yeah. I think their last really hot hot song was probably twenty tens, maybe twenty twelve. Um, but Andre three thousand has been on this journey of you know, like you said, finding himself, right? That's really, really trying to connect with himself. Um, and he w- did a interview with uh, what's the guy name? Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Um, if you guys don't know who he is, once again, go Google. Um, he's some type of producer or something. Yeah, he does like a, he has his own podcast like he and he's like off. Uh, what's what's Yeezus? What's yeah, yeah, he does like a lot of off the grid stuff. Um, and then, the in the music scene. Right, and I would feel like uh, I feel like Andre Three Thousand is kind of on that too, like living off the grid, just kind of being himself, come taking himself out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So when he did this interview, he was talking about how fame kind of drained him. Yeah, and um. He really wanted to get back to who he truly is. Um, he wants to just do regular shit. Regular shit that we value, like meaning walking down the street, going buying a cupcake, you know, without people being in his face um, or trying to ask about his music. He just really wants to be a normal individual. He was like, I pray to God to take everything from my money, my career, mm-hmm. my voice, like everything, if I could just be a regular person again. Right, because he felt like fame isolated him. Right, and I'm just like, that's crazy to think that because it's people out here that pray for that fame. Mm-hmm. They pray for that wealth, that money. And he probably at one point prayed for that too. Right. Like, I just want to make it. I just, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. And it's crazy how the saying is, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah. Because sometimes it really isn't. Like, you might be a person right now that's praying for something, a certain thing, and you might want to take that back one day. Right. Just be careful what you pray for and be careful what you really ask for because you just might get it. Um, In this instance, he got that. He got his fame. He got his big break, quote, unquote. Um, yeah. And now he's just looking to be like us. 
Right. What was really crazy to me was like when he really brought it home on how fame is so isolated. He talked about how as you got bigger, as he got bigger as an artist, the crowds got further from him. Like when you start off and you're a young artist and you trying, you're on your grind, you're trying to make it up that Hollywood ladder, so to speak. You, when you go play like clubs, they're usually like small. The audience is so close to them. You can see their facial expressions when they're enjoying your music. It's an actual human connection you're making with the audience. Yeah. He was like, by the time you get so big, the audience, you start reaching festivals. The audience is like 20 feet away. You can't see anybody's faces. Sometimes yeah. it's so dark. He was like, so it's no human connection anymore. What used to be a fun hobby becomes a job. Yeah. So it sucks the fun out of it. And then once you reach a pivotal point of your career, the, and having so much success, you're either trying to duplicate that, which can be difficult, or you're not sure what to do next. Yeah. And that's I kind of feel like that's where Andre is right now. He doesn't know what to do next creatively because um, Rick Rubin had asked him, oh, are you making music right now? And he was like, no, I'm doing basic things. Like I'm learning to play the clarinet, which I think is really um it's really and it's really good for your life because it enriches you to learn to play an instrument. Right. Yes, you be creative. Take the time, I am. And not take it so seriously. Like he can make a mistake on the clarinet and no one's gonna be like, Oh my god, you're a bad clarinet player. But as a rapper, because he's done it had so much success, he come out with something new, people's gonna judge it, judge it, judge it, judge it. Yeah. And all that judging makes him want to crawl back into a hole. He wants to be by himself. He wants to like he talked about being a loner and spend a lot of his time alone. Yeah, he said like ninety five percent of the time. Like, said, what about your kid? But and he's the only child too. He talked about that. He said maybe he's some only child syndrome shit. He also suffers from social anxiety, which I see is more popular with artists these days talking about that. Which is kind of ironic because it's like you're in a profession that drives you to be social, right? But you're socially anxious, and I feel like a lot of people are socially anxious. Yeah, I'm a little socially anxious sometimes, so I feel like I can connect to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like what was really good about what he was saying is now instead of his goals being so grand because he's older now, his goals are yeah. more simple. Like, I just want to play my clarinet. I want to, he said he likes going to the laundromat. He doesn't have a laundry, he doesn't have laundry inside his home because that way he can kind of connect to people and still, you know, do we wash his clothes, take walks in the park. He likes the simple things. And I think right before the interview, they talked about him going to a Starbucks, playing the flute yeah. for just random people. And I think that's, I love that about, that story. Yeah, I think that that's good too. I think it's good to appreciate the you know the simple things in life, but I also think about like how it could be a waste of fame because it's someone out here that wants to be where he is, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a waste for me. It's a waste of creativity. It's a waste of wealth, and it, because I looked at both parts, I I also think that you should be truly happy and value yourself. And do what you want to do. It makes you happy in life. Um, Because you don't want the homeless people. You know, it's a lot of people in the industry that drug overdose because they're trying to, they're trying to be someone else that other people want them to be instead of themselves. So I am all for that. But I also think like, while you're taking a step back, can you help put somebody else on? Can you help put children on that, you know, that are similar to you that, you know, or, you know, like to do music like you do? Like, how would you go enrich, do a class? How would you teach some other kids how to play the clarinet? How would you teach them how to rap? How would you give back? I understand 95% of the time you want to be alone, but if you want to make some connection, how, why don't you be impactful too? Why don't you just, I felt like it was a little bit selfish to just hold his creativity in. How would you help inspire the younger generation? So he talked about that too. So he was at, he talked about going to these dive bars, like the small bars, and he preferred to look at artists in those spaces. And how the artists would come up, a lot of artists come up to him and ask him questions, and he always gives them little gems on, like, 
what they can do to make them better. Like one thing he had said was like, if you're an artist and you say you like, I don't know, rap music, like you should listen to every other genre except your own. That helps fuel your creativity or like any, you know, just stuff like that. He always try to give people things to help them get to the point that they're trying to go. But what about children? I'm talking about kids. Oh, well, I, I, I don't know if he ever said, he didn't say in this particular interview, I didn't hear anything about children. But That's what I was saying. I, like I was saying like that. him being so simple now, he can, like you're saying, he can make those connections to the normal person. But because before, if he was in a spotlight, let's say he stayed and kept that spotlight, it would have been still hard for him to make that connection of teaching people how to do things because people would just would have had him in the spotlight. They would have put him on a pedestal. They wouldn't be able to see him as just his creative form. They would have been like, oh, you're the celebrity. You're this, you're that. And he just wanted to be seen for his simple self. Yeah, and I think that's good. I think it's good, but I think that the creativity that God blessed you with, I think you should bless others, um, specifically the youth. Um, I think it's good, too, that he goes to the dive bar and kind of, you know, help other, you know, fellow musicians. But I really think that he should be doing something with children. Children can really enrich you and lighten your day and help uh-huh. you under understand that you have value. Um, and they don't have to put you on a pedestal necessarily because they they're very, don't. they're very honest and they, they will knock your ass off the pedestal very quickly. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like he should do a little bit more of that. Maybe they'll bring some more joy to his life. Yeah. Um, he'll get to know himself a little bit better because they're brutally honest. Those kids, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would just say. I, I from that interview, that's and what I, I like got. Somebody that's socially isolated too that can help you yourself, like. Being around children, like you said, it's just something about that innocence. It's something about their curiosity that brings the you as a person that wants to teach others. Because I think human beings like to teach those around them. That's yeah. what we do every day. That's what we do on our podcast. He, Andre does with his music. So, yeah, I think that's a very good point, Queen. Yeah, and I think he would actually like that because if you go be around some kids and you teach them how to, you know, rap or do other stuff, they would say, no, I don't want to do that. Or mm-hmm. then, you know... And then just sit around and, tell them and about we get things. Tell people about things. Right, like no they exactly. And I'm like, those kids will see how, like, you know, trying to be famous or you know what it really is and what it really takes. And the grass is not always greener. And just let them know, like, choose who you want to be. Don't just choose what you see. Right. Choose who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be good for him to just spread that word. Come up with a foundation where you inspire those, inspire the youth. And that's for me. I just look at things a little bit. I don't just take it from what it is and what he's saying. I look at what he could also be doing better. I feel like it was a great interview. I was glad that he was able to speak about himself and be honest. But also to have to look and say, you know what, are you wasting your creativity just because you want to be a recluse? That's 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 what I had to look at well, and kind of I mean, see. That might be what he has to do for his own mental health too. So no, I, I know I diagnosed with this. Right, no, I understand mental health. I I get it. What I'm saying is, if you're saying that you want to do something, you should do it. But also look at how you can be impactful to the world around you. That's it. I, you know, it's plenty of people that are diagnosed with other mental um, disorders um, or diseases. But sometimes those people can be impactful in different ways. Like, some, I'm pretty sure people that, you know, some people that are di- diagnosed with depression, have to talk about that depression to other people. Mm-hmm. It's just to the youth. It yeah, talking about it to the youth. Like, you feel this way, that's okay. Like, it's not just you. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it, it might be some other, it might be some youth that are like, oh, man, I, I really want to get famous, but how is that going to impact my life? Mm-hmm. He could come in and say, oh, well, this is how it impacted me. It might not be what you you're really looking for, and kind of inspire them to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, you know, just keep my art where I want to keep it. I, I'm going to perform at local clubs. I'm right. going to 
you know, Starbucks. right? Like do stuff like that. It, it can shed light on that because a lot of stars don't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Kids idolize stars because they don't she talk about st- idolize stars. right because they don't talk about. It. That's why I was saying like just don't put it on a podcast, but go out and really be active. Yeah. Um, and sharing how you feel, sharing your gifts. I'm happy. That's shared, it. I'm, I'm happy you shared here. Yeah, no, yeah. Doing, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I'm I'm okay with him um being honest about how he really feels. But you guys, um, go on our podcast, share your Halloween details about what you guys are doing uh, or did. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know about your if you have a mental health condition Comment or on this episode. Yeah, or tell us about you know some struggles in your life and how you thought something would be great and didn't end up panning out that way. Um, and yeah, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. That really helps out our podcast, y'all. Yeah. So other people find us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and follow us on the fan base also. Fan base, fan base, fan base. That's a new platform that we're really trying to get out there and um have people really be good. active on. It's like Clubhouse meets Instagram meets Twitter. Like, it's all wrapped up in one. It's pretty amazing. Pretty like it. Yeah, and I um I feel like... A lot of people don't know about it, so I think it would be good for us to... Um, yeah, you can follow us there at Ladies, Gals, Bitches, and Queens, the same as uh, our Instagram. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. On this episode, we talked about our crazy Halloween stories, um, always staying at the baller's house. We talked about building um, your partner up uh, or building a nigga. Mm-hmm. And we also talked about Andre 3000 and how fame really sucked the life out of him. Right. So, thank you guys for listening. This is your girl, Queen. But sometimes I could be a bitch. And it's your girl, Olo, Olo Princess. Oh. See you guys next episode. Bye.